Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. Today I'm joined by Imogen, who's literally just been vaccinated. So, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, At the moment, anyway, I'm I'm sure that will change and my arm will start to die as the day goes on. But yeah, it was was cool. Like, everybody says how quick the, the vaccines are and I think I was just surprised even still, uh, how quick it was. Like, yeah, straight in, like, sign a little form. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same, same for me. It was like, I had mine the other day, and it was like, you just get herded like cattle into this yeah. room. <laughs> and it's like so efficient, and it takes it like is, two yeah. seconds. Yeah, I, I arrived 10 minutes early, and they were already ready to call my number. Like, so, yeah, it was mad. God. Uh, yeah, I, I arrived like like way too early, and they didn't seem to care. I guess mm-hmm. they're just happy that they're injecting you with <laughs> a, a life-saving thing um and i didn't really feel that many effects i just felt like i'd been punched in the arm for a couple of days yeah. uh, but otherwise i think i got away with it um sort of scot-free um so yeah good yeah it's good stuff got it flowing through your veins i do part of the the, the pfizer crew is it pfizer you don't yeah i think it's pfizer pfizer part of the pfizer crew <laughs> But yes, we're part of the Pfizer crew. Uh, like a lot of people, I think. My parents are part of the Pfizer crew as well. Um, just shout out to them. <laughs> shout out to everyone. <laughs> shout out to you, Mum and Dad. Um, and what else is running for our veins? It's, it's shooters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to go with E3 then, but shooters also. Yes, yeah. it's shooters and E3, because E3's just been... Uh, well, you've been in the in the news trenches, haven't you? Free brief. I have indeed. Um, I don't know how you survived it because it's uh, it was a brutal onslaught of world premieres, as they call them. <laughs> it is brutal. I mean, this year was kind of weird. It's my second year properly covering E3, which is strange because last year there wasn't really E3. There were just lots of E3 things, so it was more yeah. spread out. But I do enjoy it. Like I like the. Um, the fast-paced breaking news type stuff. Uh, this year was just a bit odd because there were lots of announcements and lots of things to write news about, but none of it was super interesting. Like, there's definitely a handful of interesting stuff. But yeah, nothing like, yeah, jaw-dropping, you know? Yeah, I thought the Xbox conference was probably the, the best of the lot. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and then there was just a lot of other conferences which really well at least in my opinion didn't need to exist mm. um i remember tuning into capcom and i was like why <laughs> like wh- why have you done this like <laughs> why on, have guys. you done this <laughs> yeah like you don't you don't need to just this is like an email at best you know yeah yeah it did feel like there was a lot of that i mean like some of the indie streams were nice day of the devs was cool all of the games shown there were like little indies that had already been shown before but it was kind of it was a nice stream and it was nice to see more of those games. And then Xboxes was really good as well. But there was, I will say with Xboxes, there was a lot going on. Like to cover that is mental because it's just like an announcement every two to three minutes. Whereas Ubisoft stream, there was like a nice good 10 minutes of like gameplay and chat about each of their things. So it's like, okay, cool. I actually have some time, you know, to, to take it in and actually write something. Whereas Xbox was all hands <laughs> on deck. Oh, God. And, well, we, we had quite a few sort of shooter announcements as well, we which did. is good. Um, so, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about this podcast. So in this segment, Imogen's going to take us through what's going on in Newsland this week. And as many of you listening probably already know, and the fact we've already talked about it, it's been E3 week, which means that we've been barraged by a ridiculous number of announcements. Um, So this is going to be a pretty big one, a pretty exhaustive one. Um, So where should we begin? Overwatch crossplay, Imogen? Yeah, so we'll start off with one that uh, we talked about on the last podcast, kind of, but also isn't technically part of E3. Before we get into the E3, let's just do a quick a quick little early one, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it was two weeks ago now, Overwatch announced they were going to, like, they were going to announce, they had an announcement of an announcement. Uh, they were going to announce, hey, there's a large feature coming to regular Overwatch, which is kind of weird because it was like, but you don't, you don't add anything to that game anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and I think in the news post I wrote, I was like, hey, maybe it's cross-play, like... 
that would be that would make sense. Uh, and lo and behold, it is crossplay, um, which is cool. Like it's nice to see that game actually get that now because it's been out for what five just, years? Just so long, like, like five as long years. as I've been bored. literally yeah five-year-old game and yeah just good that that's here i mean for for pc players it probably won't make a huge difference if anything it makes our battles easier because we fight against console players who use controllers (laughs) yes brilliant Uh, (laughs) the controversial little take there Uh, nah that's not controversial not on a pc gaming website ed (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) Um, but yeah, what do you think? You 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 be getting back into Overwatch for some crossplay? Um, you can say no. Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> you, you read my mind. Pro- probably not. And I think that's because yes, crossplay is great. I love crossplay. I think it's wonderful, and I, it's great that they've introduced it here. But a lot of the group that I played Overwatch with, we've all moved on. You know, it's just as you said, like. A second ago, it's a five-year-old game. Yeah. Um, we we play other things now. Um, and I just don't. Yeah, and and none and none of my friends on other games at the moment would be interested just because of yeah. crossplay. I don't think. Um, I guess anyone's still getting into Overwatch and stuff. It's great for them and people who are still into it. It's mm. it's good. Uh, just yes, my life has moved on from Overwatch now. <laughs> In, uh, in in related news, um, well, so it's sort of Overwatch are doing that in in the way of like, if you play on PC, you'll only ever get matched with console players if they're also in a party with PC players. So it kind of make, makes it fair in that way. Okay, um, that's nice. Whereas sort of the next bit of news we've got is that Rainbow Six Siege is also adding crossplay and cross progression, um, cross platform progression rather. Um, but PC players won't get put in with console players at all they won't get match made with console players um which kind of makes more sense like that is fair i guess um that we fall like co- like platform progression so if you have your account on your console um and on your pc you can still um earn the same like xp in that across them uh but yeah you just won't get matched with consoles again i i, I like it it's always it's always good when games do this and and, and i could get me back into rainbow six i'm a bit of a lapsed siege player so mm. um yeah it, it could get me back in i'm I'm intrigued um and cross-platform stuff uh just if i go home or and i i've got my console with me rather than pc it'll motivate me to to play i think yeah and keep my keep my stuff so now that we've kind of moved into the the e3 announcements now um and we've got some some Call of Duty, which is Ed's wheelhouse. Uh, so Warzone, your headline here, Ed. Call of Duty Warzone Season 4 adds magic doors and dirt bikes. Yes. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was rumoured uh, a little while back that Warzone would get these magical red doors and that they'd kind of, uh, you'd be able to go through them or find them around the map, go through them, uh, and you could like fast travel around the map. Um, right. we, we don't know if that's a hundred percent happening. I guess we'll know tomorrow, um, whether the doors will actually do that. Um, but they, they, they are arriving, uh, and that's good. That That's cool. It'll be intriguing to see what, what they do. Mm. Um, it seems like maybe there's more to them than just the potential to fast travel. Uh, they sort of released a couple of paragraphs uh, in in like the patch notes or whatever, saying uh, with some like redacted words to sort of add to the spookiness, the mystery <laughs> of the red doors. Um, so it seems like uh, they they will react to you pinging them, which is quite interesting. So maybe they'll only appear for you or your team if you ping them properly, or maybe they kind of phase into existence if you ping them. That's interesting. Um, and it's and then there's another sentence which says, "There's no telling redacted exiting out the other side." Um, so you sort of wonder whether there's an element of risk to entering these doors around sure. the map um, and whether th- there's a chance that maybe you'll fast travel to where you want to or or maybe not. You might get spat out somewhere else um, or maybe you enter like a super secret room or something filled with loot. Who knows? Yeah. But it's, it should be quite a, a cool thing. Um, they're also introducing 
a groundfall limited time event, um, which involves uh, sort of capturing these satellites, which sort of rained down on Verdansk. Um, oh. And I assume it's going to be a bit like kind of domination, the game mode domination, where you kind of capture a point and a bar like fills up when you're stood there. Um, so I guess you'd be fighting other people to do that. And if you fill up the bar, then you get lots of lovely loot, which would be cool. Um, I like the idea of it because then I can, I'd like watching two teams fight and then just sort of joining in. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of third partying. Uh, so that, that'd be cool. Um, there's a new gulag as well, which is nice because oh, yeah? I hated the, uh, the, the current one. Uh, it's too complicated. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this one is a bit more simple. Um, and dirt bikes as well. Finally get onto the dirt bikes. They are now going to be the quickest vehicles in Verdansk, which is really cool. Um, I'm not sure how many people can ride them. I think it might just be the one or maybe someone could get on the back so you can get two. But, um, the the patch notes said that they'll let you pull off six stunts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love a six stunt. All right. Yeah. We love six stunts. Uh, it's very down with the kids, that language. Uh, but it, (laughs) it will just be, I assume doing a spin in the air, I think is what they mean by a six stunt. Uh, so that's, I'm, I'm up for that. Do a spin in the air, fall off your dirt bike land in the middle of an enemy uh, fight. Sick, <laughs> just, sick stunt, mate. <laughs> nice stunt. <laughs> uh, and and finally, uh, well, Warzone related anyway, finally, uh, they're keeping um, Nakatomi Plaza oh, yeah. as well, which is cool because they introduced that as part of the, uh, the 80s Action Heroes uh, limited time event, which was like two or three weeks ago now. I can't quite remember. Um, and it was... It's a really, really cool um, space. Uh, it's the tower from Die Hard, if uh, people listening don't know. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. It's not just kind of like a lot of the skyscrapers in Warzone, which are a bit like vertical grey boxes with not a whole <laughs> lot in them. Uh, this one's just super kind of um, faithful to Die Hard. Uh, and it's just a really cool space to fight in. Like it's really well designed. Awesome. Um, so the fact that they're kind of keeping it in the game, but just renaming it to something a lot more boring, like Downtown Tower, is 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 cool. Like it's it's nice that they've decided to keep it. Maybe because of fans going, "Hey, we like this. Please keep this. <laughs> Please, this is interesting level design." Leave yeah, it. that's it. Uh, and the rest of there's a there's a load of other stuff coming with season four um, in regards to like. Black Ops Cold War as well, um, like mm-hmm. lots of lots of maps and and other bits and pieces as well. But it's Warzone that I'm most interested in, of course. But yeah, that that brings us nicely onto the next news story. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is bringing back the hijacked map, which is an old map on a boat, which was in Black Ops Two, I think it was. Nice, which is interesting. Like, I mean, they've brought back. I think hijacked was a what they call it a fan favorite. Whether or not it was a fan favourite or not, I cannot confirm or deny. Um, But (laughs) it's set on a nice ship and nice ships are good for shooters. I think that more of them should be set on the nice ships. I think it would be funnier if you could push your enemies overboard. (laughs) But That would be great. You know. Um, Maybe a new feature. (laughs) Season five, who knows. Maybe. Um, So sort of... What are you most looking forward to out of all of that lot coming to, to Call of Duty Season 4? I think um, I would actually say there's a there's a new score streak. Um, the maps, I'm like, oh, this is cool, nice new maps, whatever. Um, but there's a new score streak uh, called, it's just called the Hand Cannon, which seems quite basic, but it's um, this huge, what looks like a Desert Eagle pistol thing. Nice. Uh, and um, I assume you just literally point and click at someone and you turn them into like just goo, uh, sort of like one hit kills. And apparently they're great against uh, vehicles as well. I like the idea oh, of just yeah. shooting like a tank with this pistol and it just blowing up in like two or three shots. Um, I think it sort of reminds me a bit of in Destiny 2, um, the special ability for like the hunter class where you kind of get the golden gun out. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of like 
uh, you know, one tap lots of people uh, in quick succession with your revolver. Um, I think it's a bit like that. Um, so that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, and another thing, actually, um, Cold Wars getting. Um, oh well, it's not actually coming. Uh, like along with season four, I think it's a bit later. But they're getting a new zombies thing as well. Yes, um, yeah, I did see that in the trailer. Saw some dragony, dragony looking things, but I don't know. I don't know what it wasn't clear what modes they were for. If it was for like the normal zombies mode or the what's it? Is it like outbreak? The outbreak mode, yeah, sort of yeah. a bit more like open worldy um, yeah. sort of. Uh, so yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, new maps and and things I'm always into. Uh, it's always a chance for me to to check out the game again because I've sort of lapsed a little bit from Cold War actually. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, nice to have something to bring you back in. Exactly. Um, I kind of and speaking of outbreak mode, uh, the next kind of wave of things uh, that we, we were going to talk about from E3 is the zombie and Left for Dead likes, um, because. Funnily enough, Rainbow Six Extraction is based off of an old Rainbow Six Siege mode, which was also called Outbreak. And I think it looks really good. Outbreak was probably one of the last times I was properly into Siege. I've not played it, but I've been into it in a couple of years. Um, and I really like the look of Extraction. Um, it's kind of a bit GTFOE. Uh, it's all PVE, so no no shooting other people. So not not quite you know an essential for this podcast, but we we can kind of get away with it because it's based off of Siege. Um, it, yeah, and it just I think it looks really good. Like just alien zombies, kill them. Yeah, I I'm I'm in a similar boat to you actually. I I think the last time I played Siege was with some friends in Outbreak, um, and I thought it was. Um, quite good actually like it I, I like the way it was still quite tense even though you were yeah. shooting zombies rather than it kind of being a, a whole wave of zombies running at you like in left for dead or something this was a bit more you have to be the zombies are kind of lethal right and and you've got to yeah you had to be a bit more stealthy about it a bit more careful with what you were doing um, yeah and it was really tough as well yes it was i remember dying a hell of a lot because i i'm quite uh aggressive i would say in, in games <laughs> and i couldn't be that aggressive anymore i had to like actually listen to my teammates and stuff it was terrible <laughs> but yeah like so extraction is sort of is mission-based and i think there's three different areas that you can go in and each of them is sort of more hard and like harder than the next on a mission um and or an incursion i think they call them uh and if you if you die on a mission you lose the operator that you were playing and you have to go back in and save them. And I'm very curious uh, if you lose all your operators, does the game uninstall? Or... <laughs> yeah, how does that, how does that work? <laughs> I'm sure there is a, a sensible There's, explanation. But... Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I like this. There seems to be this black goo that sort of spreads. It's called like, a mm. sprawl or something. And if you kind of step in it, then it, it does it alert the other zombies? Um, I think so. I think you get you get caught in it, right? You can yeah. it slows you down, and you can kind of shoot the black goo mm. away to kind of to stop them from catching on to your location. Yeah. And you that got... I did think was kind of funny when they just start shooting the goo on the floor. I was like, surely there is a better way to, to move <laughs> goo off of the floor than to put bullets in it. Yeah, and and yeah, it it looks fun. I like the way that they've kind of the operators and stuff like their abilities are still useful in the zombies mode as well. Yeah, they've like tweaked in, it a little bit. Yeah. Like they sort of show sledge uh, like a, a big guy with a big sledgehammer kind of like get round this particularly dangerous zombie by smashing the wall behind it. Which is like <laughs> which is actually not that stealthy in the slightest thinking about no, it, but it, it, you but know, if the it zombie's works. distracted, you know, just yeah. come around the back with a massive sledgehammer, I'm sure that will do the job. You know? <laughs> um so yeah, I I'm 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 excited for this. Yeah, and it, but that wasn't the only kind of the the zombie shooter thing that we saw. Yeah, there was um, Back for Blood, which is the the most obvious Left for Dead like. Um, I don't know if that one is first person, but it is just you know zombies go on mission, do some shooting. Um, similarly, we had the Anacrusis, which was it's, it's like written by one of the old Back for Blood writers, uh, not Back for Blood, Left for Dead rather, um, which is a very similar thing, like missions, uh, there's four of you and you're kind of shooting, it is aliens, I think, but they look kind of zombies, so, you know, it, it all counts. Um, 
And we also had uh, some new news about World War Z, the game, not the film. Uh, World War Z Aftermath uh, is adding a first-person mode and new zombies. And then kind of best or last, uh, Redfall. Yes. Which is Arcane's new uh, co-op vampire slaying game, which sounds wicked and looks wicked uh, and definitely is a bit of a push for this podcast about shooters, but it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to take control here and just be it's like, fun. right, we're just... We're allowed. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, I just never... Uh, when I sort of saw Arcane's name pop up, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a single-player thing. But mm. when it sort of... The trailer got into this almost like where's a hero shooter sort of thing right um kind of yeah i yeah i was really surprised but i think if there's one studio that can make uh, like a unique twist on hero shooter that we need right now it's it's going to be arcane yeah definitely it's cool to see them exploring um multiplayer because they are sort of putting in a kind of multiplayer into death loop um the upcoming like spy uh time loopy game um and yeah, to see them do sort of proper four-player co-op in this as well, it's yeah, really interesting. I think they're a fantastic studio. I love Dishonored. I love Prey. Um, and to be able to play those with a friend would have been very cool. So Yeah, you sort of wonder, I guess there's so many questions. We sort of wonder sort of if, if it'll be four players taking on just a few bad, vamp- like big bad vampires, or if it's like waves of vampires. I yeah. mean, who knows? Or maybe players can take control of the vampires because I, I think Arcane like giving players control of like enemy characters, right? I seem to gather. I mean, at least yeah, in Deathloop and um, and in other games as well. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's a little while off though, isn't it? Red Force, we've got a, a bit of a wait on oh, our hands. Oh yeah, a lot of these are just uh just cheeky little early announcements i think extraction is coming out later this year back for blood is getting a open beta uh this summer but um, i think anacrusis and redfall are a little, a little ways off yet yeah um and back for blood actually um i am quite excited for because I, I i liked left for dead a lot um it's a sort of a game you can just constantly go back to and it's it's always safe and it's always fun um, and I think Back for Blood is kind of just what I've always wanted is just a spiritual successor, at least a Left 4 Dead 3, which this basically looks like. Yeah, <laughs> um, Just like unashamedly. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of all these Left 4 Dead likes arriving. Yeah, definitely. I think it's nice to have something else to play when... You know, you've got your got your squad on Valorant or Warzone and you're all you're all a bit tilted, you're all a bit tuckered out. And it's like, all right, we need something where we can just kind of chill out a little bit. And even though the zombie games, not exactly chill, not the word I'd use to describe them, but you don't have the same level of tension and stress as fighting other players. So Yes, exactly. You can kind of just switch we can almost switch off a little bit. Um yeah. just sort of mow down. You can. Mow down some zombies. Sometimes you just need to, yeah, just mow down some zombies. But, you know, speaking of lots of players and high stress, Battlefield 2042 <laughs> uh, next on our list of news. Um, yeah, that's that's coming out. We saw loads of gameplay for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it looks like Battlefield, doesn't it? Like, yeah, we're just with, with big storms uh, and... It's just totally unsurprising, I think, to everyone. Like it just looks like <laughs> as anyone would have expected from a Battlefield game. But uh, it looks good. It doesn't mean it looks bad. It, it looks fun. Um, there's a grappling hook, um, which Important. I know you're you're big into. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed that off. There's like a, a the grapple hook attached to the person's gun, and they kind of swing up onto a crane and don't really do anything past that. I think they watch their friends <laughs> like, you know, then it sort of like cuts away. Uh, yeah. But it looked, it looked dramatic. Uh, and yeah, the storms uh, are actually very impressive. Um, mm. the, the smoke, I'm sure, is like very next gen and I'm sure the smoke reacts in very realistic ways. Um, and I like the way that the whole map can have all these clear skies and looks lovely and then maybe five or ten minutes later it's just, the visibility is terrible and it's like covered in this red dust. And I actually, I really like 
this whole the weather thing that's starting to come into play a bit more um i think overwatch 2 is is doing it as well they've they've implemented a whole like weather system where there's like sandstorms and that and see battlefield do as well I, I love it because it's adds so much atmosphere to the game like yes it's, it's not always ideal for shooters because they not not for more precise stuff i suppose like maybe valorant um because you have to be able to see everything constantly. But for like a massive game like Battlefield, where you've got two sides with like tens of people on, when um, in a big, big open map, I think weather is such a cool idea. I love it. Yeah, it just, like you say, it just makes everything feel a bit more alive. Like, yeah. like a battlefield. It's as, funny, uh, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as the marketing probably would have said, right? Uh, and... But I also like the way, actually, that the storms aren't just like set dressing. Like it seems to be that, um, yes, they they reduce your visibility, but they pull in like the helicopters. They if you're driving a tuk tuk, like they get pulled in and shredded. Um, So it'd be interesting to see sort of how it totally affects gameplay. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And there's like wingsuits as well. That's another big thing. Um, yes you can when the storms like roll in you can whack out your wingsuit and fly about i guess to get from a to b a bit quicker yeah because um, there's the there's a bit in the trailer where they are like zip lining between two buildings which also very cool zip lines love it yes uh, and then he kind of hops off of the zip line and then just straight into his wingsuit um which is great like it's, it's such a it's like a skydiving thing. Like it's in loads of battle royale games, in like Apex and like Fortnite and that. But I don't know something, something nice about a wingsuit in particular, something special. <laughs> I think yeah, Battlefield. It looks like Battlefield. I think I'm looking for an excuse to to sort of not ditch Warzone, but sort of move away from it for a little bit. Um, and this could be could be the one. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I've for the longest time I've always just really not enjoyed games like Battlefield because I find them a bit all the same like military colour and like yeah and theme and I just get a bit bored of it I prefer stuff that's a little bit more characterful I suppose um but I will say kind of watching the trailer at E3 and seeing just how atmospheric yeah that it all looks it just looks a bit more exciting and I suppose it's going to because it's a trailer and they want to make it look cinematic but from the kind of looks of the gameplay, that's probably just how it's going to look in an actual game for the most part, like especially when the the storms come in and that. Yeah, definitely a lot more, uh, well, it's action-packed really, isn't it, than the usual kind of battlefield. I do think, yeah, for the first time this will be, yeah, I will actually try and get into Battlefield, I expect. God, huge moment. Oh, no. uh, I'll I'll play it for like a, two hours and be like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I'll play to, Apex. Yeah, back to Apex <laughs> and Valorant I go. But I will try. I will give it give it a solid go. Um, and and just as a note on that one, Battlefield twenty forty two is out on October twenty second. It's probably worth probably worth. Yeah, nice. That's like pretty soon. Yeah, as well. really soon. Uh, just in time for Halloween. Not a very spooky game, but hey. <laughs> The red storms um, are a bit Halloweeny, I guess. A little bit, yeah. You know, bad weather. <laughs> Associate that with Halloween time of year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next on the news list, we've got Halo Infinite, which is launching uh, this holiday season, um, which is another kind of big, exciting one, probably one of the biggest ones from the Xbox uh, showcase. Um, how are you how are you feeling about Halo there, Ed? This is, this is an old stomping ground for you. Yes, I am very excited for this. I played Halo. Uh, I've actually this is a, a terrible admission, but I've not played the original Halo. <gasps> uh, but I did play the second one. For some reason, I started with the second one, uh, and then worked my way up from there. I stopped with, I think, after four. Um, so I feel like I've played some of the good ones at least. I've played two, three, and Reach. Um, and they were excellent. I had so much fun in multiplayer. Um, there's just no other sort of shooters that kind of feel like Halo. Um, it's hard to describe. Uh, they just, I don't know, there's something about them. And this looks like it kind of captures uh, the magic of the old Halos. I sort of felt yeah. like the, the, the new ones kind of lost it a little bit. Um, 
and yeah, the multiplayer reveal looked great. Um, I don't really care too much for the story, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, this, yeah, this looks brilliant. Um, the usual sort of stuff, which is kind of fine. It's sort of, I, I'm happy that it's, it feels familiar. They're not trying to do too much new stuff. Um, sure. But they've got uh, a few new things. There seems to be like this new, uh, a new shield thing you can throw down. Uh, there's like a big, it's like a huge nail gun thing, which you can fire at vehicles and it will just like oh, blast yeah, them away. Um, and the grappling hook was revealed like when we first saw Halo Infinite, but seeing it in this multiplayer trailer, they make a really big deal out of being able to pull things to you, um, which is quite cool. I like the idea of pulling um, a gun to my, to my hands rather than having to sort of hop over to it mm. and pick it up. Um, so it could make for some really cool like highlight reels and stuff, which is another thing that Halo's big on. It's like, I remember back in the day in Halo 3, you could sort of hop into like cinema mode and make some sick <laughs> FaZe Clan-esque like uh, highlight reels. So, Love that. Um, yeah, uh, very excited. Halo Infinite. Yeah, I mean, Halo was one I, I missed because I, I didn't have an Xbox. Um so the kind of first opportunity I had to play it was on PC and I did foolishly start with the first game, Combat Evolved, and it's not it's not very good. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, but okay. that's because it's a product of the time, right? And uh, Yes. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, people who do love it have totally good reasons for that. Just wasn't for me. But looking forward to Infinite because, uh, again, I think it'll be the first time I, I properly am into or, or try out um, yeah, like one of these games that that I've that I've not really bothered with in the past. Um, yeah, and it's and it's quite it's quite colourful, right? Like you like these colourful, yeah. characterful games, and it, at least it kind of hits that mark slightly, slightly more than Battlefield, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Battlefield is kind of going for that the twenty forty two slightly sci fi kind of look, but obviously Halo is proper proper sci fi, which um, which I much prefer. Uh, yes, and. I, I do wonder if they're going to do a battle royale because there's that's another thing about in Halo. Halo Infinite. Yeah, in Halo, sorry. Um, yeah, um, they've not mentioned it. I do I do wonder if it's coming, but um, it, the fact that it's free to play is is excellent. Yeah, um, I am very. I just think it's just going to be like excellent, and the fact that you're able to play crossplay as well with your friends, at least on Xbox and PC, um, will be. Very good stuff. Yeah, I think I think having a multiplayer that's free to play is that's great because that that will encourage me more so to to download it and give it a go than it will Battlefield, which is going to cost me what like sixty quid. Yeah, um, for probably something I'll prefer more with Halo as well. You know, like Valorant is free to play. I don't spend money in that game. Um, that's a lie. I bought the Battle Pass this <laughs> uh, I don't spend lots of money in the game. Um. But yeah, like that's just a nice thing to do. This is a brand new Halo game. Like, get people into it. Make it free to have a go at the multiplayer. And if you like that shooting, then you're probably going to want to try the single player as well. Yeah, that's it. And spend money on loads of skins and stuff, of which is what I tend to do when I get into <laughs> a game. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll get me with this one. I know they will. Last, last on the the E3 list for now. For now. <laughs> uh, we have Stalker 2 which uh, you know we saw a big new it was a ray tracing trailer I think a big 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 gameplay trailer um, and this is one that I haven't really got a lot of background in like, and it comes out really not really soon it comes out sorry, it comes out really soon I'm seeing like April 28th I'm like wait no it's been April already <laughs> uh, it comes out really soon next year if you're in April already uh, if you're listening next year comes out on april 28th 2022 Whoa. uh yeah like it's it's cool like again a really atmospheric looking game and people clearly really like it it's like the second most watched trailer from xbox's showcase uh only beaten by forza um so yeah yeah it's it's crazy that it's one of the biggest uh trailers out there because i just assumed that I like Stalker was kind of a, a cult classic. Like I, yeah. I don't, I'm the same as you. Like I don't really have much of a, a history of Stalker, um, but I thought that the audience for it was like fairly small, but it was kind of like beloved to that audience. Um, 
but but clearly no. Like there's a lot of people who are very interested in Stalker Two, um, and it looks just really I don't know, like really Russian. Like I like the way it was just very. Like they're not gonna um, give it that English speaking influence or however you want yeah. to describe it. Like it was very like you know faithful. Um, and it looks really sort of gritty and a bit like Escape from Tarkov, um, kind of sort of hyper-realistic, um, going through dingy warehouses yeah. <laughs> and shooting said people in dingy warehouses um, and maybe playing a bit more stealthily uh, and stuff. Um, and yeah, I guess with, with monsters and things, there's this cool bit where he pulls out like a, a weird rod probe thing <laughs> and like sort of detects these anomalies that are in this field and he can't they yes. can't see them and he's just throwing like the things on the ground to try and detect them and it's beeping and um it just looked it looked really cool and um I am I'm I'm big into it and even though I don't have any history of the first one, I think I'm very much up for this. There's also a character called Curly Vitya in it which i <laughs> i really appreciate it <laughs> it's just an excellent name yeah it's definitely one i'll be keeping an eye on again like i think this e3 has kind of opened my eyes to a few shooters that i've not really um sort of experienced before uh but yeah and this one this one's we got a little longer till this one comes out so you know i can try out battlefield and i can try out halo and then i'll do stalker last yeah okay. I, I think stalker as well actually it looked really polished i was like surprised yeah. at how good this game looked i think which is a which is a great sign um it sort of feels like it's whatever they're doing uh in in development land is clearly working because <laughs> it looks excellent like i think it's uh, interesting right i think now that the new console generation has is out we're seeing a lot more games even on the pc side that look a lot more advanced like there's there's just things that i've you've noticed that it's like or they've actually like there's ray tracing in this, or there's just it just looks a little bit nicer than mm. it might have done before. Um, because developers are maybe more, you know, they can actually give this experience to everyone now and, and not just people on like high end PCs. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're seeing a lot more games where I'm going, oh wow, that that looks really new and really good. Yeah, I sort of um, I wonder actually if. Uh, next year's E3, if it's still sticking around, if if we'll get that same thing again, where we'll sort of have that proper like leap into next gen, all of a sudden we'll have all these game announcements, which will just look incredible, because uh, mm. uh, they would have been been built from uh, the ground up, as uh, as marketing as marketing spiel usually says <laughs> um, for like next gen stuff. Um, but yeah, Stalker Two. Um, it is on my radar now, for sure. Yes, yeah, me too. And, uh, and and just to repeat that, it's coming out April 28th, 2022, to clarify, because I completely fumbled that when I first <laughs> introduced this. So there we go. To be unless, clear. To unless be you totally are living clear, in the future. Unless you're listening to this on April 27th, 2022, comes out tomorrow. Good for you. That's really exciting. Yes, and, it, and is there uh, a PS5 Slim? <laughs> so- <laughs> Tell us about Stalker 2 in the comments from the future. Is it good? So on to our theme of the week, which will uh, come as no surprise uh, that it's E3. Um, But we're going to sort of select the shooters that caught our eyes and our ears from uh, this year's announcements. Um, So Imogen, do you want to start? Is there anything that you thought, cool, that looks great. Yeah, so I think my favourite, uh, my favourite shooter uh, that I saw this year was Rainbow Six Extraction, and that's going to be a really like timid and like not particularly hot take because, like, I don't know, it just looks like Rainbow Six with zombies, but I'm really looking forward to it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a game I'm familiar with, and that I have not really gotten back into for ages. But I do really like PVE stuff, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just that I think out of all of it is what I'm most looking forward to uh, to playing soon. Did you like so I I found Rainbow Six Siege was excellent and I liked the PVP stuff, but 
it was like exhausting to me, the PvP. Like it was really quite difficult. Mm, yeah, um, definitely. Are you like I'm interested in this PvE because I can kind of retain that um that Rainbow Six style, but not have to face off against other people. Is that kind of it's why you're kind of attracted to this, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I I, I tried playing Siege again recently, um, like in the last month or so with some mates, and I didn't really enjoy the gunplay a whole lot against other people. Like it's the sort of thing that would feel fine against the like computer. Um, but I don't know, fighting versus other people just didn't give give me as enough joy didn't give me as much joy uh as other um sort of team-based shooters. So I think the the PvE aspects will be where it probably shines a little bit more, honestly. Yeah, I can I can get behind that as well. Um I I agree. Like the the shooting it feels quite sort of light yeah. uh, in PvP. There's not like a huge amount of like punch. I quite like it being punchy and weighty. And in this, it just didn't, whenever you get a kill, it feels... You don't get a lot of feedback. You don't get a lot of like, when you headshot someone or something like in Valorant, it will make a specific noise or you'll get a specific little thing come up on your screen. And Siege does have that, but it's not obvious. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, I think the feedback is not quite so nice, which is, again, is, is fine for a PvE game. Like, you don't really need that when you're killing 6,000 zombies. I don't really care for it to go ping, 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 ping every single time <laughs> I'm getting a headshot. Like, that's fine. But, like, you need something when you're playing against other people. Um, and I'm kind of hoping as well that Extraction, I'm hoping that it will be a challenge, obviously, but maybe because it's its own game and it's not just um, something that's tacked onto the old shooter like outbreak was that it will be a bit more refined and a bit more because i feel i feel like outbreak was difficult because the operators in that weren't really made for it mm. um like obviously like they had stuff and like that was specific to that mode but i think the extraction will probably it will have more of that you know they'll be balanced properly for pve rather than pvp yeah for sure i still wonder actually how they'll how they'll sort of adds to extraction and how progression will work in it and things like that they didn't really yeah. sort of show that off did they they kind of just showed like a a mission so yeah. to speak um so it'll be interesting to see how if you like level up your operators and if you unlock new attachments and things that will help you deal with bigger and badder zombies yeah um because i think that's going to be super important to whether we'll both still be playing it um absolutely rather than i think my main worry is that there'll be like however many missions and then that's kind of it so i'm hoping that there's some element of replayability there which i'm sure they there will be but yeah i um, think there will be um but yeah we'll have to have to wait and see but yeah that is that was my favorite i think well, not necessarily my favorite but the thing that i'm looking forward to most in, yeah. in shooter land uh how about you what's, what's on your what's on your radar I would say, um, and rather like sort of surprising to me, actually to my, to myself, uh, is Halo. I actually was really, um, really taken by it. I think so. I think actually the the announcement came sort of a day or two after the the story trailer. I think the story trailer was what dropped during the Xbox conference. Yeah. I could be wrong. I uh, actually no, I probably am wrong. I think the there was a multiplayer reveal. Um, but there was like a, a longer multiplayer, like deep dive a couple of days later or something like that. I can't really remember. Um, and it's it went into, it's, it is all just a massive blur. <laughs> um, but anyway, I like, yeah, it looked um, just, just really polished. Uh, like I said earlier. Um, and I just want, I so desperately want to play Halo again. And the, the previous Halos just don't, they just don't, do it for me anymore they're yeah. sort of are just a product of their time and um and some of the the latest ones just uh, i don't know they almost feel a bit more call of duty than they do halo and i've already got warzone i'm i'm big into <laughs> that i don't need that again um and they they sort of said uh that they try and make this more faithful to to the old ones mm. um and yeah the, the fact that it's it's free to play um means i'll i'm just going to be picking it up day one um yeah, and i also easy. yeah that's it it's just easy to get into and to try out and to play with friends 
Um, and actually another um, sort of aspect of it I really liked was the fact that any, any battle pass that you pick up uh, in Halo Infinite won't like, ever expire, even if you know, they move oh. on from that battle pass. Um, it'll still kind of stay in your, in your locker, so to speak. Um, so you can kind of st- still work on your old battle passes, even if maybe that season or something has has ended. Oh, that's interesting. I really like that. Like, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it like rolls over. That's that's really cool because there's there are so many games where the, you know you have like weekly missions or whatever, then they'll just demolish them the second the weekly update comes out, uh, and you don't have a chance to sort of finish stuff off. And that's that's really cool. It makes it so if you're actually spending money, you get all of your money's worth of content regardless of how much you're playing yeah because so many so many times especially with warzone like i buy the battle pass and i think this season season three uh, i only reached like midway like to, to level 50 and i've still got another 50 levels i'm never gonna see there's all those unlocks i'm are just gone now yeah and i paid however however much to to get it um and it's just little touches like that with Infinite where I think they've they've just implemented what I've I think what I've wanted and clearly what everyone else has wanted. I don't know. Yeah. It seems just, a little bit more player centric than money making. Although I, I mean, like it's early days. There might be some horrific microtransactions that we don't know about. But for yeah. the moment, that seems like a bit more player friendly. Exactly, and um, and I guess uh, another another little thing which also seems very cosmetic related. <laughs> and I sort of feel like I'm coming across as a, a, a person who doesn't actually care much for the shooting, but only for the cosmetics. But anyway. That's fine. You can't um, save the world if you don't look good, Ed. Yeah, that's it. I've got to look my best. Um, is There's like a, a shot uh, in the multiplayer reveal trailer of one of the, one of the Spartans wearing like this samurai gear. Um, oh, okay. It looks it looks cool um but it also kind of harks back to um the hayabusa set from previous halos in like three and that it might have been in ones before but i remember in three and maybe even in reach and i feel like it's kind of always been there and i've always thought it was really cool and i think a lot of other people have felt it looks really cool and it's nice to see it kind of return in a a new form um as like a uh i don't know a really or maybe a rare armor set or something you've got to really work towards or maybe they'll just stick it in a battle pass and <laughs> you just unlock it <laughs> um so yeah i think halo awesome. infinite's the one the one for me i think and the fact that it's arriving um later this year um is exciting too On to names. This is the bit where one of us presents three names from a shooter we've been playing recently that made us laugh or think, who even are they? Um, so Imogen, I've been playing Warzone recently and I've come across three uh, particular breeds of person that are <laughs> breeds. Quite, quite sort of strange. Um, okay, so I've got, go. so, so number one, the first name, gluten-free bread. <laughs> gluten-free bread okay right um all one word uh, they've capitalized the g uh the f and the b nice um, yeah dedication yeah um <laughs> the fact that it's like just a sentient loaf uh really appeals a, to me a sentient loaf would also be a great screen name uh sent yeah it could just be a sentient loaf of gluten-free bread why would that not enjoy a bit of Warzone in its spare time you know, it's about to be eaten. It's got, to, it's got to have a bit of fun. Yeah, and it's like, does this, does this person like love gluten-free bread? They not like. Oh, I guess if you're lactose intolerant, then you need it, right? And- <laughs> Close, but no, lactose intolerance is allergic to dairy. <laughs> God gluten damn it! Bread is just gluten free. I can't believe this. I, I, my life is actually changing as as we speak. My like my, my ignorance has been revealed on the podcast. Yeah, like, I believe it's, it's celiac disease, which is when you can't eat wheat or gluten. Or I think you can just have gluten intolerances as well. Okay, I well, I don't know if there's 
this is this is like gluten-free bread i feel like maybe this is the reason why they call gluten-free bread it's to yeah. educate people <laughs> like be. me who, who don't know uh what it means uh to be gluten intolerant <laughs> <laughs> don't know what the words are for it um or what happens if you're uh, you don't like gluten and you have some some bread with gluten in it i don't know i think it just makes people like it makes people ill maybe yeah I don't god know. i don't know but which would suck because there's gluten's in like everything oh really oh god i, yeah, I, I didn't know that. In so much stuff like if you can't eat gluten you can't have like pasta bread anything with like normal flour um yeah good lord which is a lot of food which is why there's whole gluten-free sections in the supermarket so <laughs> you know what? Tomorrow, I'm, I'm just going to go to the supermarket. <laughs> go and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to wander down that aisle. And I'm just going to pick up stuff. Oh no, I can't though because COVID. I can't just be going and picking up things. You can look at it. You can, can... take a magnifying glass and inspect <laughs> it all. <laughs> yeah, just be that just strange, strange man, just like <laughs> with, with my like monocle on, like peering at gluten-free cardboard boxes and things. You'll have a, a, a worker come up to you and be like, uh, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? You'll be like, no, it's fine. I saw a guy called gluten-free bread in Warzone, so I just need to check. <laughs> and also, it was on the Ultimate Audio Bang podcast, which uh, you should listen to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, this is, yeah, this is why they call gluten-free breads, people like me. Um, and clearly they, they browse the aisles, the gluten-free aisles as well. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll bump into them uh, tomorrow when I, <laughs> when on your, I on your hunt, yes. on your expedition to learn more. Yeah. And like when I furiously Google like gluten-free stuff in a minute as well, <laughs> just to sort of oh, understand. Thank you Warzone player gluten-free bread for educating uh, Ed on celiac disease and or gluten intolerance. <laughs> Who knew Warzone could be so, you know. <laughs> Educational. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, onto the onto the second one. Um, Pepper Pig, but spelt wrong. So okay. it's P E P A Pig. So it's like Peeper. Peeper pig. pig. Is that like um, the off-brand? This is the off-brand Pepper Pig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like kind of the yeah. The sort of slightly cheaper brand of, of Peppa Pig. Yeah. They've not capitalised the second, the, the pig bit. So it's just the pepper. Um, which but is it's quite... all one word, right? So it's just, is it just like Peppa Pig? No, it's not one word, actually. Oh. It's, it's two. They've they split. So yeah, they've gone. Oh. They've tried to, to get Peppa Pig in there. Or maybe that they really wanted to get Peppa Pig, but the name was taken or something like that. Maybe. So they've had to resort to this one. Um, I've, have you ever watched Peppa Pig? I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I've seen adverts for it. Like I, I know, I know of it, you know, I, I know of Peppa the pig. Yeah. I, I've, um, I've not watched it and what I have seen of it, they like a Peppa and friends. I don't know any of the other, the, the <laughs> other animals, uh, the other pigs. I don't know if there's more than just pigs in Peppa Pig. Um, but they snort and stuff between like every couple of words. Yes. And it really irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> it gets on my nerves. Oh. Well, because Peppa Pig's like a new thing, right? That This wasn't around when, when we were kids. So do you think it would have annoyed you as a child? Do you think? <sighs> Maybe not. But then I sort of wonder, like, because I'm a child and like, you know, your brain is so uh, malleable as a kid <laughs> like would i then start snorting snorting I... in between all your words because oh. <laughs> i think that you know i look up to peppa pig when i'm a kid and then if <laughs> if i see her like snorting then maybe i will also do that this would be a very different podcast it'd be considerably <laughs> yeah. longer podcast <laughs> yeah or like maybe i just need to desensitize to it like maybe i need to see to watch a few episodes and then it won't mm -hmm. annoy me anymore Maybe that's what Peppa Pig with just one P is. Maybe maybe this is some person who, you know, they wasn't in their free time, but uh, they have made a show which is like Peppa Pig, like almost identical, 
but <laughs> the pigs in it don't actually like snore or oink. They just talk like normal. They, they, they were just like, God, this is so fucking annoying. Uh, and they've made their own show. They're, they're trying to to advertise it through playing Warzone. Specifically to you, Ed. They've catered to me and created an entirely new show. They know where their audience is. They've like taken Peppa Pig episodes and just edited out every snort. Just... <laughs> I I would, to be fair, I would give it a watch. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it and see. Because um, clearly, I didn't know about gluten free stuff. So I need to I need to go right back. I need to take <laughs> I need to take my education right back to the very start. Right back. Um, Okay, uh, a third and final one. It's a bit of a a bit of a weird one. Another short one, uh, and we'll also include the, the clan tag in it as well. So, Ooh, okay, the clan tag is uh, all caps uh, beast. Nice, um, yeah. And then the name is just your nan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. But like, not. Uh, it's like a U and an R. So like right, your, yeah. you know, like that, uh, and no. Uh, no capitals or anything, just beast your nan. Beast um, your nan. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, I sort of felt it was very, like, a ver- this, is a, this is a Call of Duty player. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a powerfully Call of Duty name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, the, the fact that, I sort of feel like they're quite juvenile as well with the, with the beast. Just sorry to whoever this is, the your nan player. Um, but the Beast Clan tag, in all caps, is is a little bit too showy for me. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I I, I respect it. You know, this is they they they've got a a clear power behind them that they feel <laughs> that they deserve the Beast in all caps name, uh, and I can't help but hope that it's an actual clan full of nans. I think that that would be that would be wonderful. All named your nan with different spellings. You God, know? that's actually like really wholesome. Like you've made yeah. that particularly nice. Because I, I just <laughs> had this like negative thing in my head where they were like dissing my nan. Um, I see. Yeah. But actually, no. I think maybe you're right that they're actually the fact that my nan would have killed me in a game of Warzone. It, it like that takes quite you know that's that's some skill there. Yeah, come um, on. man, congrats, Nan. So yeah, so it's like, yeah, you're right. So it's like congratulating my yeah. Nan if we sort of spin it on that, you know, spin or, or it, it in could that way. be, you know, our Nan's just trying to to absolutely shit on us. Like they've got the clan name Beast. They know that they're better. They're built differently. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're trying to. Yeah, I, I just, I just didn't know that my Nan played Warzone. <laughs> And now I do. And your yeah, nan but, plays Warzone as well. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past my nan, honestly. Like, she plays a lot of Skyrim, so... Really? She, she isn't Shirley, no. But she is uh, She is a nan. Yeah, like, both of my nans played games. Like, the one that, that's still, still alive and kicking, she still uses her PS3, like, all the time. That's actually just excellent. Yeah. So very well, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Probably not on PC, but if it were on PlayStation, yeah. Very well could be my nan. Because it, yeah, because I I play with um with cross cross player enabled. Oh, there you go. So this could have been. I didn't check whether they were console player, but yeah, it could be. It could be your nan Shirley. Did you say? No, no, no. I said my nan's not Shirley, which is the famous <laughs> Skyrim grandma. It's not that one. <laughs> yeah, it's not the famous one. Okay, so not Shirley. Not Shirley. Uh, okay. Well, um, yeah. God, I, I hope everyone's nans are doing well. <laughs> the big yeah, takeaway. Love you, Nan. Yeah, love you, Nan. Uh, <laughs> um, right, so we call it there mm-hmm. on the weird love you, Nan ending. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show too. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. Uh, I am at From Edward. Uh, and Imogen is at Immy Beck. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, uh, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's discord.gg slash Rock Paper Shotgun. 
And also you can get some very nice clothes uh, in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. You can just head on over to our official Teespring store to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. Uh, and for all your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.